In today's show, we're going to review the year that was here at Porsche Talk Podcast. G'day, Ajmal. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'm I'm a bit croaky. Um, I've I'm, our household has been hit by the dreaded lurgy, whatever it is. Um, but other than that, I'm good. You know, tools down, enjoying the Christmas break. You? Wonderful. It's peak summer here for us at the moment, and it's been an amazing few days over the festive period. We've had family here, spent plenty of time outside, down the beach, doing all the things you do in summer, unlike you do there at the moment. You said you, you, do, you don't sound that well. Tell me, have you actually got COVID or just a cold or some form of flu? What are you thinking here? Uh, well, I thought it was, it's definitely not the flu because flu, I've only had the flu twice in my life and you know when you've got the flu. Yes, you do. Um, but I've got a temperature, which I I'm never, I can't remember the last time I had a temperature. And my children have been ill for the last two, kind of, over the last two weeks. Oof, Everyone geez. in their school's got some kind of, you know, virus. And I suspect my wife will go down with it in a couple of days. Um, well, so, that's, yeah. That's a collapsing household bit, when a mother goes down with it. That's exactly it. So at the moment, um, I don't feel too bad. It's just I'm not sleeping, which is making me grumpy during the day. But other than that, I'm not too bad. Yeah, um, good one. And it's good to be off work and hang out with the family. So, and it kind of sounds like my voice is a bit wobbly. It's because I'm trying not to cough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, we're going to review the year that was, which is basically we're going to run through what our previous podcast topics were and have a bit of a chat about it. And I thought we should get a regular listener in to do this. So, welcome, Mark. How are you? Oh man, I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. This is this is exciting. <laughs> great to hear. Tell us, Mark, where would listeners know you from? Uh, I was owner story forty one on Porsche Cool. Great. Uh, I'm nine eleven underscore cab dreams on on Instagram, and uh, that's probably where, where any of those people would know me. If any of them, I, I know friends with a fair amount of the guys like Todd in Chicago, and yeah, fantastic. And, uh, Tell us, um. For those that didn't listen to the Porsche Cooled story, what do you drive? What's in the garage? Uh, we are fortunate enough to have two Porsches. We have a, I have a uh, 997.1 uh, 2008 C4S. Oh, how popular are you? We've already got people listening and following you. Uh, C4S cab uh, in ruby red metallic. And my wife drives a, a 2018 Macan S. The the bane of Ajmal's existence. <laughs> I was going to say that one doesn't that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you've been in yeah semi regular contact, and we appreciate the feedback and comments you've issued to uh, Ajmal and I over the uh, time that we've been doing this podcast. So welcome to the podcast. Thank um, you very welcome. much. Let's, I'll tell you what, what, you two talk amongst yourselves. I haven't pulled up the list of previous episodes yet, so <laughs> let me see what I can find here. Well, I was just going to talk, I was going to tell you guys about the Christmas present that I got. And oh, yeah, it's not going to be a good visual aid, but it is a Martini branded oh, yeah. 918, 918 uh, Spider, and it's a tiny little 
toy and I thought, well, why has someone got me that? And it's all, you know, Porsche branded from the Porsche shop. And I thought, why has someone got me that? And uh, it, it's uh, it's Listener, a... Listener, Osmond is holding this up. It's a, it's a memory thing. stick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, does anybody oh, yeah. use these anymore? Oh, no. Well, they can't well, say. Do you guys use memory sticks? Well, the Porsche. Por- yeah, I actually do use one quite a bit. I always have one in my uh, work bag, knowing that if I've got some sort of file that is going to just, like, I don't know about you guys, but I just can't seem to send or receive an email that's got more than about ten meg as an attachment. Oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding on that. Yeah, so I've, I use have yeah. to use memory sticks, Ajmal. It's, you know, this, yeah, but, but, this new IT podcast we're doing, I'm not sure about. This uh, this one, though, which I just checked, I, d- I couldn't tell how much capacity it was. There's 100K on it. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, well, no, you got you got to press the button at the bottom and the USB bit comes out. So the kid that I am, obviously, I drove it and then reversed it into the USB port. Yeah, okay. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 8 gig. Oh, yeah, okay. Reasonable size. So it's well, know, aren't you working uh, for MI6 now? Wouldn't that come in handy because you're you're not allowed to send and transmit information over the over the internet? You have to use that. Well, well, my internet connection is not very stable, so <laughs> sometimes it works. I think it, I I only have problems when I'm on the podcast. The rest of the time, it's actually absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's sure. work, it's fine. <clears throat> it's everyone else. It's not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh god. Okay, let's go back here. Oh jeez, jeez, I'm looking at the list of podcasts here. If anyone has crapped on a lot, it's you and me, Ashmar. Oh, I've forgotten how many guests we've had though. We've had quite a few guests, and I've got to get to and it's too. been. Well, you've certainly had Magnus this year, uh, and you've had Lara, and Lara or Lara. 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 Okay, Lara. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's been on twice. Bart's been on twice. Yeah, We've we'll, had Brock on twice. We'll yeah, Brock is on twice. right. We'll come to it. What I'd like to do is discuss in order. And I'm going to see how good Ajmal's memory is here. So on the 22nd of December, 2021. So that's the first one we did. And we had Ajmal, myself, and... Porsche cooled. I was going to say, was it Michael White? Yeah. And uh, I remember it was it was so hot here when we had that in the room. This is the only room in my house that doesn't have air conditioning. And I was sweating on that podcast, which isn't really that exciting for the listeners. But I think we just talked (laughs) crap the whole time off memory. Were you you wearing a singlet? I wouldn't. Well, it wouldn't have been a vest. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, so the trivia question again. The, the trivia question is: Where was Michael? Was he in London, Bahrain, or or Australia when you spoke with him? I'm pretty sure he's in. I'm he pretty sure he's in, in Sydney at the time. Oh. Otherwise, Ajmal yeah, and Michael would have been hanging out together, wouldn't they? Well, no, no we never. Bahrain. We never got to see each other. We were. Um, we just never, never managed to make it work, which is weird because I wasn't working at the time. So I could have just gone out, but he was always busy. Yep. Um, and uh, we never really properly arranged anything. And I just thought we'd always have an opportunity. 
okay. and I'll be in London every now and again and we'll catch up. Um, but yeah, we never did, which is a real shame because he's back in Sydney now. Well, I think he is anyway. Uh, look, he typically would be this time of the year because why wouldn't you be? The um, But yeah, look, it was just the, the three of us crapping on about the pain of creating content really was the topics we discovered, which isn't really that exciting and which was reflected by, in all honesty, the number of downloads because I can see that info in front of me at the same time that we, uh, <laughs> as I'm looking at the list. The I thought that, that would have been loads. That was um, followed by just Ajmal and I talking about the Evo Car of the Year. Um, someone who shall remain nameless was struggling to stop water getting into their box turd, right? And... Um, the continuous upgrades I was trying to do on the 356 at the time with the interiors and the exhaust and, yeah, it was just unending grief talking about our cars for that episode. Um, the, there's, that was uh, just a week later, actually, than the previous one. And there was no real um, key highlights that I can recall from that episode, uh, but we did have... Lee Sibley on the following week. The f- ah, Lee. Yes. The first guest. Yes. Oh, you can't you can't call Michael not a guest, surely. Well, he's more like family. I mean, that's how you guys got introduced, right? Yeah, it was. Yep. You- yeah. Yep. But uh Yeah, yep. and and the thing is, it's um Michael's kind of like Porsche royalty, I guess, amongst a lot of the people who listen to podcasts because oh, yeah, you know, we've Porsche called yeah, there wouldn't be many of our listeners that that weren't Porsche Gould listeners. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, and I exactly uh, the latest Curb and Canyon today, as a matter of fact, and and uh, uh, those two guys, Auto Amateur James uh, and Andy, both Porsche Gould too. So that was an offshoot as well. Yes, you're right. They they do a great job. Yeah. Those guys. The they do. Uh, so yeah, Lee. That was like Lee is like. An incredible uh, pool of knowledge for anything to do, uh, particularly 996. You know, just talking to him about 911 in general. Um, I haven't actually. Well, one of the things. Go on. One of the things that uh, we, we talked to him about, and I was particularly keen to discuss with him, uh, was the, the, the nature of journalism, um, print, uh, print journalism. And uh, we talked about how. <clears throat> It's curated. It goes through editorial. It's not like, um, you know, someone doing a, a, a YouTube video or doing a podcast or doing anything like that. Even the reviews, they're, you know, they're over a number of days. They're a professional photographer, all of that stuff. And in the meantime, what happened, Mark, was I'd been on this uh, photo shoot for a classic car magazine. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and it was, a, it, called, it was called Dream Drives. And, you know, I'd, it hadn't come out yet. And I was talking to him about how professional it was. It went through all of that stuff. And then the week after we spoke to Lee and we, you know, waxed lyrical about how amazing um, print journalism still was. And the magazine came out and uh, they'd made such a typo in my name on the cover that you wouldn't even know it was me. And, you know, you go, oh, yeah, I'm in that magazine. Yeah, are, are you? But there's some weird guy on these names like Agile or something. It does not, that's not even a word. That Those letters shouldn't even be together like that. Hang on, there's not like, enough oh, names. Oh, Ow! There's, there's not enough. There's not enough. Uh, there's too many consonants in this guy's name. Let's run with it. So there might be. There's not editing. Mm. 
it was it, it was because it had gone through editorial the actual article the cover just went straight to the guy who's going to print it yeah and yeah. he didn't check it with anybody he just wrote and it was they told him over the phone my name ah and that was it he just he just made a call on it didn't check it with anybody and just printed it and it was and i remember seeing it you know you see it you see it in the shop in the store and i'm at the news agent so i'm looking at it and you know you're going no how has this happened how often do you get mentioned on the cover of a magazine right 15 minutes of fame it's ruined <laughs> i know but it was more the because it was talking about i want i really wanted to people to know that i was talking about i was it was the 2.4911973e yes mm. uh, so it was the fuel injected model i really wanted to try and it was the targa and and i could direct people to that article and say that's my feelings on it um but you can't you can't because the name's wrong so you've got to go no <laughs> you've got to look for, you've got to look for this guy who <laughs> this guy's article. It wasn't, you know it's, it's quite um it's not a mass-produced, you know, um, magazine, and um, not many are these days. But I just thought it was a it was a nice uh, dream drive thing just to go. I was very specific about the car that I wanted to drive. Yes, and the journalist spent a really long time trying to find it. So it was a fuel injected, two point four manual, right hand drive Targa, um, and the guy who owned it, Stuart, really great guy, and I've seen him at a few events since. Um, and I had a lovely drive in it, but it was a little bit, it was almost too good. It was just, it was just, you know, accelerated smoothly. There was not much drama and obviously it still had that same kind of danger of losing it around a bend. It was a bit wet on the day that I drove it and it doesn't have any drive rates or anything like that. But, but I just thought I, I just want a bit more, a bit more noise and a bit more, you know, just a bit more. Smell, noise, all of that stuff. Sounds a bit too uh, restored slash refined. I think the model is just too refined. I think the fuel injection really, really changes it. Sure. Um, and 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 the targa bit wasn't. It wasn't. I'm, I'm not a big fan of convertible. Mark, I know you've got a nine and seven convertible, and um, <clears throat> it was not really a convertible, not really a hardtop. So I couldn't really put my finger on what it was, and then I thought. I'm not sure I'd want one. Well, interesting. So the question brings back to the episode is, did we read the article and or comment on it? I haven't seen it. I think you sent me a, the front page um, photo, Ashmal, through you DM'd oh, it yeah. to me. I think that's the only time I've seen it. Or you might have posted the fact that you had the, the article on your um, Instagram feed or something. That would have been the only time I saw it. I'm unfamiliar with the magazine. Yeah, I did. I, I think I just posted the front cover with with my name, well, a name circle. Yeah, a name. <laughs> that may or may not have been your intended to be you. Yeah, exactly. Interestingly, I'm looking in the um, I'm looking in my written notes, not the notes on the the actual episode. You know, the leading notes that are on the um, podcast platforms. We also spoke about the romance attached to uh, barn finds versus the reality. And have you ever had any experience with any barn fires, Mark? You're saying bonfires, like yeah, like same thing. No barn fines. Barn fines, no. Right. Bon, are we saying the same thing? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. 
So yes, and, and it's funny because we we do right outside. We have a big pit which we used to do bonfires at, and with my kids. And we never. Why you guys are all laughing at me? We're, and we never go out there. And and partially because I don't know how to light them. So I. <laughs> I am well, having a fit because because he means a barn find, uh, a car found in a barn. Oh, a barn find! <laughs> this is gold. Yeah. That, that's why. That's why he's there laughing so hard he can't speak. So barn finds. No, no experience in that. Check that box. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm waiting for. I was waiting for an air cooled story to come up once you started the bonfire talk. Right? <laughs> oh, oh no, this is funny. Okay. I, did, I did have a realtor friend right near here. Send, uh, we live in a, kind of a, a rural area near a major city, but yeah, right okay. the city. And uh, a, a realtor friend had sent a picture about a, a home that had gone up for sale, and it was kind of a you know, nondescript, a nice house, nothing special. Yeah. Big garage, a detached garage in the back. And she, she said, I sent this picture to you uh, because of what's in the garage. And inside the garage were, were four air-cooled 911s that were absolutely pristine. And there's no way you would have thought that that those cars were in this garage in this place. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of out of, out of, you know, yeah. out of place. But the, uh, Another thing that was brought up in the in the conversation with Lee on that episode was whether or not daily driving a nine eleven makes it less special. And the consensus I can see from the notes here was that it it did make it less special if you're daily driving a nine. Totally agree with that. What do you think, Ashman? So, 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 Mark, yours is really low mileage, isn't it? Your nine nine seven. Uh, yes, it's about 20, or I'm at about 24,000 miles now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so my my 996 has got now 158,000 miles, and it is my daily. And the thing is, you're right, but I mean, this we had this discussion, because what makes it less special is not using it for what it's made to do. So it's not made to sit in traffic. It's not made to crawl along at a really slow speed. It's made to be accelerated quite hard. It's made to be driven down country lanes <clears throat> or big straight roads. So I'm I'm really lucky that I live in a village and, and I come out of my driveway and I'm straight into the country lanes. So I can drive it quite hard. I can drive it regularly um, at those speeds um, without being dangerous, without breaking the speed limit. <clears throat> so it's really enjoyable. But you're right, once you go into commuter mode, then it's a completely different thing. Not nearly as enjoyable. M Mark, you're going to have to speak because I'm, I'm about to have a coughing fit. <laughs> That's fine. Except for your wife, who loves commuting with it, from what I understand from the podcast. She really enjoys driving your 911 oh. to work. She is not a fan. <laughs> she likes the 912, but the 911, she just doesn't get it. She looks at it and goes, why do you have it? It's gross. Um, it doesn't drive well. <clears throat> it's um, disgusting. And she said, no, unless you're out in traffic. And <clears throat> all van drivers try and overtake you. So she's not a fan. Interesting. I, I'm glad you brought up that not let no one lets you in, in traffic. I've had the impression from previous conversations with Lee, with Max, and I've heard you bring it up a couple of times, 
I get the impression in the UK, the whole Porsche wanker concept is an actual real thing. Whereas there, if anything, here in Australia, I don't come across that very often driving around. In like I, you know, I daily drive my GT4, and I don't, you know, I don't have people trying to drag race me, give me the bird as I drive past. You know, all these things that I'm hearing from all the UK Porsche owners whenever I speak to them. I'm. I, what's that like for you over there in the US, Mark? In my, no, my experience is more like yours, Mark. Uh, if anything, people are are you know have no problem letting you in or. I have had a couple of instances where folks have wanted to like race, but overall, I mean, the amount of times I drive it versus the amount of times that happens, uh, yeah, that very uncommon actually. So mm-hmm. I've certainly never been looked off in it just because I'm driving a 911. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So that's, yeah, it seems to be a UK thing. Um, the the next episode was our first episode with Lara, that Porsche girl, which. I think it went really well. That was a, a great episode just for the listeners' sake. Ajmal's gone off to have his another little coughing fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> internet problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we're just talking about Porsche life, being a woman in a male-dominated, um, I guess, space of enthusiasm and hobbies, which I thought she had some pretty good insight there about, you know, overall – the challenges she's had. How did you find as a listener for that episode? So I thought the best part of that was the down to earth nature that, that she had uh, with respect to has, just being a car enthusiast. Has. She still has. has. Oh. <laughs> she still does it. Yeah. I'm sure she still does have. <laughs> but, but about being a car enthusiast just in general. And, you know, she talked about how, uh, being a woman, uh, she was looked at as a certain in a certain way in the beginning. But then, as she uh, as she kind of made her way, and, and people started to recognize that she knew what she was talking about, and that she had the same passion and whatnot, um, she was accepted, which she should have been all from the very beginning. And now she helps to hopes to drive that with uh with other um with other women drivers and get them more more involved and more excited uh about that danica patrick lives like four miles from from here sure as as an example and so gotten to meet her a couple times and you know she's just the passionate car enthusiast like what does it matter if yep. you're yeah whether you're a male or female or whatever <clears throat> gender you identify as on any given day the um yeah and that that episode there um was quite eye-opening for um, Ashmala. We had a yeah, great time. And then we backed that episode up with James Auto Amateur for the uh, joining the podcast. So I know James. I, I just went on a drive with him when he came down to do the Tale of the Dragon a couple of months ago. My son and I were with him and Jay, Jay Reed and, and Chris, all the guys that he talks about. Yeah, so fantastic. we got to spend a long weekend with him. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. good dude. Yeah, he's well. You know, no it's one not, can no one can deny he's that his passion is infectious, even if he has some very fixed views on some things. <laughs> he does, he does have fixed views on some things. But is that the one, Mark? The one you went on with um, Jay had his boxster. Yes, yes. Mm. And I actually, I Jay, like and I the first two people that arrived, uh, we had this. I don't know if you heard their episode, but we we basically rented this. 
um, compound up in the mountains and it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. But the, the mile and a half drive up to the compound, no one knew that it was not paved. And not only was it, was it dirt road and gravel, but it was rutted like crazy. So we had all kinds of uh, interesting things happen to the cars going up and down, not including, or, or excuse me, including a, uh, a skirt in the front, just getting snapped in half. Which was which was pretty. Cool. Um, oh, was that was that on on James's car? Uh, it was not on James's car. No, it was not. But uh, but so Jay uh, Jay and I were the first two there. We got to spend about an hour together, drinking a couple of beers and talking. And and yes, and you know Jay sold his Boxster too, right? Yeah, he's got a nine twenty eight now that was partially damaged or severely damaged. However you look at yeah, it. Yeah, I saw. I- I saw a few of those videos, and uh, it's an interesting one to buy. I mean, the Boxster—he's right because it was a pretty sorted Boxster that he had by the end of it. There were a couple of things he probably still wanted to do, but the nine to eight—it's a—I I think it's a very underrated car. Not—I'd love to drive one. I don't think I have, but it's—and his is automatic, isn't it? That he's bought it is, is. It an auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've not—I don't know if I've ever seen in the flesh a, a manual rent vehicle design i've had a couple and I've, I've seen them there they've been automatic and um tyler hoover hoovy's garage he has one that's been converted to manual um so it still has the the dash where it tells you what gear it's in oh right, um, right, it's got right. in the tech stick and the clutch and that, that must be quite a quite a job to do on a car like that well, the, the does cars- it work so, I mean, when, when he when he shifts to second, it actually shows you second, and when he shifts to third, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. I think it was only on one episode that he talked about that, and I think it actually shows you that you're shifting through the gears. They're incredibly complex. It's pretty impressive. Like the nine two eight is yeah. an unbelievably complex car. You know, <laughs> in a previous life, I worked in the um, automotive electrical sector, and back in the nineties, when nine two eights turned up with electrical problems you saw a stampede of technicians leave the building. It was just there. They are so terrible. <laughs> Look, amazing driving cars. Super, like it's the Rolls Royce of GT cars, how comfortable and smooth and powerful they are. It's crackers, you know, amazing. I was, I've driven both the automatics and the manuals. The I'd love to drive one that someone's put a lot of energy into developing, you know, like to be an actual sports style car but more importantly that i think the listeners should know that ajmal has a cold at the moment or covid and felt it suitable to go off and get himself a glass of cognac before whilst we're having this uh <laughs> this it, and, uh, it's, and it's in a cognac glass as well yeah yeah of course it is that looks snifter? like a huge that looks a snifter like, is that what it's called that looks like a, that looks like a huge measure i know that, that, your head. i'm feeling it so i need it yeah okay <laughs> So Prosecco is, no, is not good for COVID or colds or whatever. Prosecco. No, that's just, that, that's just good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just just good cool. and good for colds. I'm going I'm to skip, because of, how, because of how much we're crapping on here about these episodes, I'm going to skip the ones that don't have guests. I'm going to go through these um, more so in uh, order of the ones that have guests so we can discuss those. Um, a couple of episodes later, getting into February. Oh, I just noticed on Valentine's Day. We had Bart Kirikens on for the first time. And could Bart really be the coolest man, Ajmal or I know? 
I, I think I'm a, he's by far the coolest man I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was it was a great That's podcast down. to be a part of. You know, he was uh, engaging, fun. He's uh, got some great insight. You don't know whether or not he's uh, taking the piss or if he's serious half the time. And he's got such an interesting history of what he's done. He's been a model. He's a photographer. Um, and he talks about how he's not really a, a car guy or a Porsche guy. But I think, how many has he got? He's got three. He's got a 912, 911, and a 944 or a 924. Yeah, I can't remember. I think he's got different cars now. He's got more cars now, is my understanding. Unofficial. Yeah, he's got Land Rover. Yeah, I think he's got a Land Rover. Um, and, but, and he's been in an official Porsche launch ad. Actually, he did the 992 ad, didn't he? Yeah. That's, I mean, <clears throat> was it 992? Do you think? Was it the launch of the 992? I think it was, wasn't it? I'm almost certain it was a 992. Anyway, he's what the only guy I know that can pull off a cowboy hat that doesn't actually ride a, ca- a horse. Yeah. Let's face it, he could pull off wearing anything. Yeah, he? yeah, you're definitely <laughs> probably right there. How was a um how did Bart come across listening to on the podcast? Mark? I'm 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 trying to remember Bart was the guest, I'm almost positive, that talked about how he got to the point where he bought his first car and he was talking about formulating a company, wasn't he? Didn't isn't that Bart? No, I don't I don't mm-hmm. I don't no, I can't remember that one. I, I thought how he said how he, he he bought his first car, but uh, yeah, his his breadth of stuff that he did kind of makes you feel like, or at least it makes me feel like, what the heck have I been doing with my life? Because <laughs> this dude is like accomplished a lot of things in a lot of different areas. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. and how many cool so, cats has he hung out with? Putting together those flat six love affair books. Exactly. Anyway, yes, he was, and, he, and he was sat there, you know, in front of a Nick Cave portrait that he yeah, taken, sure it was too, yeah. and <laughs> and he introduced us to Magnus, which was amazing. We're massively grateful for. Yep. Um, and yeah, we want to get him back on. He's he's up to so much more stuff still. He's you know he's coming out with the best of. Uh, he's he's series of books, and he's also obviously he's, he's bought. We haven't spoken to him, have we, Mark? Since he bought that nine twelve, that ivory. Or, no, we. I don't um, think we have white nine twelve. No, the so um, yeah. I really want to talk to him about that and what the thinking was behind it because he bought it. I can't remember when he bought it, Portugal or something, and then drove it. Oh, oh no, yeah, he did. He, he did, did talk that? to us about that. And the second oh, time yeah. we had him on. <clears throat> anyway, the oh he go on. Yes, I think it, not taken delivery of it yet. Yes, yeah, that's right. It was something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great guest, and we uh, enjoyed having him on. Um, we <laughs> the following episode was just you and I uh, trying to give away a watch that no one wanted, um, and <laughs> we're talking about the harsh discrepancy between the cost of a brand new or even a used nine eleven in the UK versus Australia, where you had your eyes open about how much more valuable your car is everywhere else, but where you live. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting that no, it's that... interesting that come up because in my um, in my Instagram feed yesterday, I saw that there's a car dropped on the market locally here. Base C2S in Arena Red, good color, gray interior, bad color interior, if you ask me. 
manual with, I think it had 180, 200,000 kilometers on it, so relatively high K count. Take a punt, how much money do they want for this car? Ashmael? Go on, hit me with that. $100,000 Australian. That's insane. No IMS done, right? I don't know if that's uh that that you know commands the premium that they're asking for, but it's it's the local market, it's the it's that um what is it, the the what's the tax? You oh get luxury car with, tax beginning. Yeah, but that's that's the one, yeah. Wait, that's that's twenty-five years old. How you know that's I think it carries through. I think it does. Yeah, I, I don't think this guy because it's what it's a ridiculous amount. But, you know, that that's thirty-three percent. Of the value back yeah. then over, I think, about $55,000, you know. Is it, it's not the total value, though, is it? It's above the 50. The yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the, the component yep. above 50-odd thousand. Back then, it would have been, the number yep. would have been around 50 grand. Yep. So so it's still a significant number. And how much how much would that car be brand new? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to double check. But I'd take a punt, I reckon, 180. So there's 33% tax on 130 of it, right? Yeah. Which, yeah, so that, that, that add another 40 about, grand to the equation, right? Yeah, so so if you think about that car with fairly high cams, all right, it might it might be in good condition, but it's what? It's still worth it wasn't stunning. more than 50%. Oh, and it didn't have a complete ownership and service history. And, like, it's not – it was a long way from the perfect car is my point, right? It's not a mm. pristine, full, you know, single-owner C4S or anything like that, which, yeah, even then at a hundred grand, my goodness, I feel like calling the cops. Because that's what that see. That's why I, I almost feel like 911s are accessible over here, and you know you're going to be talking about 996. Of course you are. Sure, but my car, okay, it's the exception. It's it's the exception. I I get that, but my car costs ten percent of its original value. You know, sixty-five thousand pounds brand new. Hang on, just I want to stop you, stop you there for a second. I want Mark's opinion here. Mark, you've well, seen, you've seen, you've ask. seen, you've seen posts and images of uh, Ajmal's car. I think, oh, yeah. I think ten percent of its original value might be too much. You paid for it, Ajmal. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's worth twenty percent now, though. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I was curious if you guys have seen the prices start to come back down a little bit. Oh, they've definitely yeah, softened yeah. here. Like, you know, I think they've peaked, but you still get the occasional car where you feel like someone's just having a go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Where they can get. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of people who are, you know, chancing their arm, taking a punt, um, and are in denial that the market softened a bit because, you know, I can't get a 996 over here for under £10,000. You're probably talking a reasonable condition one for about 12000 uh, and that might be to chronic, so uh, which is uh, worth a little bit less. When you get into 997, if it's PDK, it doesn't really affect the value massively. Um, but but I think I, I think I, I bought mine rock bottom when they were rock bottom, just by pure fluke, because I'd only thought about buying it probably a week before I actually did it. Um, and it was really quick that I went, right, I'll have a look. How much I... No, it wasn't. It wasn't a week before. It was the day before. <laughs> it was the day before that I looked at the price and I thought, I'm buying one of these. So the Boxster, you were trying to buy the, the cheapest Boxster. 
in, in England, but the the nine nine six was not that. I thought it was. I thought you were still. No, talking. it was. Okay, it was. It was. It, it was. So it was. Um, but it was more of a. I haven't done the YouTube thing. You know, I, none of this being on podcast or anything like that. It was more just to a friend who was saying, "I want a nine eleven and he was. You know, he had the money, he had the space, and he was just umming and ahhing about it. And that's where I said to him, look, I'll go and buy the cheapest one tomorrow, manual, hard top, uh, two-wheel drive. I'll buy the cheapest one just to prove how easy it is, and it's going to be great. And by pure fluke, you know, it's ended up being great. You know, it's not, I've had it nearly four years, and it's still going great. And uh, I've sent to Mark the other day, I think on the last, last podcast, I'm still under, in my total cost of ownership, including all servicing, is still under £12,000. And and I think that you know that that car is still accessible to people, and you don't want it to be inaccessible. You don't want an eleven to be inaccessible to everybody. But to me, before I actually started looking, and before I bought one, you know, nearly four years ago, I would have thought if that's way beyond my reach. Why would I even consider buying an eleven? But now, I, I think you know, if if you compare it to the average family car. Um, okay, it's not really a family car because you know if you've got legs, you don't fit in the back, even if you're children. Um, so you know my my daughter's just turned eight, and so when four of us go out, she sits behind me, and I'm sat with my knees, you know, hitting the the stalks on the steering wheel. I can't change gear, and so that's rubbish. But the fact it's it's fairly practical, and we had it as our only car for about four or five months, and it worked, apart from when my wife had to drive it. Um, but other than that, I, I still think they're they're an accessible car. I don't want to dwell on that episode too much, but yep. I, I'd still say to anybody, go and buy one. My my segue earlier on bringing up C C nine nine six C four S was because our following couple of episodes was a C four S owner who has a tent on his car. He was ahead of his time, Brock, and he yeah. Porsche have since offered these tents to go on the top of your 911 and all everyone who's anyone seems to be putting a, a tent on their car to go touring somewhere see i messaged him i messaged him after porsche did that post and i said to him why have they not tagged you in this you're the one who's made this fit and he has you know there's no denying it he's the guy who's responsible for that movement of putting a tent on your 911 yep and and the way he uses that car it's amazing. So, yeah, I was shocked that they didn't didn't tag him because he is a Porsche ambassador, isn't he? I, I I was led to believe that was the case. Let's just hope Porsche feel the urge to just give him a Dakar with a roof tent. Oh, yes. that would be nice. That would make up for the the lack of the lack of tagging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, it would, Mark. <laughs> they should just give him that. They didn't tag me either. Up. Put that tent, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, me either. <laughs> they should, but they should put. Give him a, a Dakar nine eleven. Give everyone a Dakar nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, and then no, but put for him to put a tent on it and just go. I, I, I would love to see what he would do with that. But um, but I love the that the first time we spoke to him and we completely forgot to talk about Porsches or cars yeah, at all. Just we just on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> Yeah, we realised, hang on, we better get him on again. Yeah, but it was a uh, yeah fun guest, and um, it was interesting hearing his perspective and lifestyle and, you know, doing those types of things. 
And that, those mm. episodes were followed by us discussing Portia Cooled coming to an end. Yes. It was a bit of a sad, bit of a sad time for a lot of uh, listeners and fans of uh, Michael's podcast. And I think it did a bit of a splitter and splutter to have another crack for a couple of episodes and then lights out. Yeah, yeah, I think was mm-hmm. that, that was really a bummer. Uh, Michael had a very unique uh, way about him that that kind of drew you in on the uh, on the pods and and uh, uh, really enjoyed those. Really enjoyed them. And the owner stories part was I thought was gold. Really, uh, there's a there's a whole WhatsApp group with the owner stories folks too. Uh, has been for quite a while now. Uh, so is it still active, Mark? It is. Yeah. Yeah, good man. Sure is. Every day, there's guys on there. Some people got too much time on their hands. The um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 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 on there, but I'm not massively active. Even though you know, I'm I'm slightly disparaged by the title or the group name. What's the group called? Change it. Michael made us change it. What was it called? No, I don't want to change it. I like it. I think it's good. What's it called? Porsche owners and Ajmal. <laughs> something like that <laughs> right. you know what I gotta, I'm gonna, I gotta remember what the new name is <laughs> yeah no longer with us but with, um, but with, no, but with, um, with Michael it, uh, yeah it was disappointing because um, fair play to him you know obviously he's, he's got stuff going on he's busy he's got I think he's got business to run uh, he's got commitments everywhere so I, I understand it because it was it's a hobby Yep, yep. And you want to enjoy your hobby. Once it becomes like a job, then, yeah, then you know, why job. would you do it? Yeah, yeah. Especially with the uh, financial, exactly. financial returns that, as Ajmal and I, allow us to live the lifestyle we do, not. And, the um, yeah. yeah, so I completely understand as well. Yeah, because because obviously we're we're next level, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, one thing different about Michael too was he actually edited the podcast. Yeah, and I remember talking to him about it was better for it. For, for our business. Uh, I want to say, whoa, whoa, what are you saying? What are you saying? I know, I know. And he he said he spent as much time editing as doing it, and that is that's a whole nother level, man. That's a whole nother level. This could be why his was so much more successful than we are, Pajamajan. <laughs> Yeah, and he's a and he's a perfectionist. You see what yeah. he's doing to his nine eleven, his nine nine seven. He's a perfectionist. Yeah, and uh, I could see that. You know, he wanted the levels right. He wanted he wanted to edit stuff in and out. Um, so I could imagine it took a long time, and especially when he was doing two a week yeah. and doing that level of editing. Yeah, yep. uh, I can imagine it just became uh, you know a massive overhead when he was so busy. So I suspect he'll come back to it when he's in a different point in his life or something yeah, like really, that. Yeah, and. I think it'll just be as just as successful as it was before. Yep. The following podcast, there was an announcement that one of us was buying a new car, Ashma. And that was me. I said I was buying yeah. a blue car to match your blue car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they were exactly the same color. <laughs> Pretty similar <laughs> color. <laughs> The, um, yeah, so that was uh, the following episode of that one. And then, um, oh, I've lost my list. Where did that go? See the amateurs you're dealing with here, Mark? Um, oh, we actually had a bit of a break there for about three weeks. I, I reckon that might have been when. Um, did you head to Italy at that time of the year? Um, 
or uh, no, I don't think so. July, August was in Italy. No, I just think oh, we had school holidays. You were traveling for work. No, school holidays, and um, yeah, it was just a general all around crap on. Um, well, we were in Italy in July also. Oh yeah, nice one. No, we're in Italy. Uh, we did uh, we did Rome, uh, Florence, Siena, uh, and then uh, went up to Venice. Oh, the back. full tourist oh, pack. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, oh, that's right. The full tourist pack. Yeah, yeah. Look, another old building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where George Clooney got married. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But we did. You know what we did. We actually went over the Italian Alps by accident. We didn't, we were, uh, we decided we were going to, yeah, by accident, right? We decided we were going to go to the uh, the coast and we we didn't have a plan for the day. So we just, when we were in a little rental, in fact, you guys were talking about uh, Peugeot's last week, right? And yep. we, we had one that would barely go up the hill in first. Classic. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, why don't I have my 911 over here for this? And my wife is like, thank God you don't have your 911 over here for this. So, yeah, very cool drive. Yep, good good to hear. It's a uh, yeah, fun place in the world. There's no doubt about that. Um, yep. Then we oh, then we had PJ Gibbons on talking 356 and he's uh, – Event organising. I see his car seems to be uh, getting a bit more prolific in his uh, posts of late. Yeah, I think it was broken for a while. Right. Oh, so he's, oh, he's had he, some he work done to too, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he's, he's always goes to a flasks jack, and um, I think he's now working. So. I need to catch up with him for a coffee or something, and we should get him back on because he was when we got him on, he was properly stressed about he was the event that he was putting on. So yeah, yeah. He, he put so Mark he puts on um, an event called Classics of the Clubhouse, and it's all air cooled. So it's VWs, it's Fiats, it's mm. um, and and Porsches, and and it's you know pristine sort of um, restorations to Ratty to. Uh, well used to anything and everything hot rod it was the works and it's on a golf course and uh and it, it was a brilliant event i really enjoyed it and it's just one of those where you know you spend a, it's a whole day that you spend there and you always feel like it, it's ended too quickly it's ended too quickly most events you go to you spend a little bit of time there and you go but it, and it's and it's local to me which is brilliant because i can literally be there at 9 a.m leave home at 8 30 in the morning um, so it's brilliant. When you're going back in time and, and and just seeing, you know, the history of a number of different. You just mentioned a number of different manufacturers, not only Porsche, but uh, just being able to see that uh, as a car enthusiast has got to be pretty incredible. All in all, in one place. So usually the cars and coffee, you know, it's it's nine nine six, nine nine sevens, and the newer stuff, and whoever's got the coolest new thing out. But when a three five six shows up, especially a pristine one, uh, the whole thing stops. So having a bunch of them would be super cool. And, and you'd say air cool, that obviously extends past that. Yeah, exactly. And you've got, you know, these overland uh, converted, you know, camper vans that are in the bunker on on a, on a golf course. And, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. It was, it was amazing. Sahara. Uh, really enjoyed it. And one of the things that, we, you know, we just we mentioned earlier, where <laughs> over here in the UK, when you're driving your 911 and everyone hates you. Uh, but, if, but when I'm in my 912, 
everyone's waving, everyone wants to come and talk. It's a very different thing to a modern 911. Um, and I don't know if it's just my 996, maybe it's just me. Um, but where people are just, you know, van drivers are trying to overtake you. No, no one brought it up in. as well, remember? And, oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, he did. So he's, he's what, 991? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, that's, it's weird. It's quite common. Because the 996 is, you know, you call it, you're using it saying it's modern. But it, in today's world, it's not modern. Like, yes, it's water cool. It's not air cool. I get that. But, I mean, it's not like you're driving a 991 or 992 or something around. Yeah, there's, I would think there's, that, there's yeah. definitely a prolific change in the aesthetic of a 993 to a 996, isn't there? You know, you've gone from a classic yeah. silhouette, the, the rear bumper lifted up, or the rear lights were lifted up a lot higher. The, just the way the car looks, it was physically significantly larger to look at than the old cars. I, I, I That is, the, that not just the fact it's water-cooled, the fact that the shape changed so prolifically, I think is really where the, the um, line in the sand was from old to new, yeah. for me anyway. And, and it was... And it was the first ground-up redesign of the platform from when it was first created. So it was the first time they went, right, blank piece of paper, let's redesign it. And the, the reason why we refer to it, I mean, a lot of people refer to it as the first, in inverted commas, modern 911, was because you could daily it in any weather. Whereas, you know, we've, you know speaking of Porsche called, we've heard Steve uh, talk about when he had his 993, he said, you know, if you were stuck in traffic in, in Sydney in the summer, you would you would start to think, oh, it's starting to warm up. Yeah, and I've got a couple of friends who've got 993s and they've said the same thing, that you can drive it, you know, for a long time and it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It behaves just like a modern car. But if you're in in, in traffic and you try to use it as a daily in, in heat in the summer, then then you're going to notice that it's not uh, a, in fact, commas again, modern car. So I guess that was the difference. That's why there's so many 996s around. They It was properly mass produced and... They sold so many, and as as the value went down, obviously they, you know, there was the deferred maintenance, and that's why you also get so many of them with such high mileage because people did just use them the dailies and, and continue to do so. Yep, yep. I'm curious if you if the average driver, not the enthusiast, the average driver on the roads knows that or notices that. Maybe that's the right word. Notices that. I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm just I'm curious if the if the average person would would yeah, I don't know feel yeah, it's a good point you've brought up there I reckon Mark I agree the you know people that aren't oh look people know a nine eleven they know a nine eleven but I guess maybe maybe it is a nine maybe it's a nine six four nine six look you know nine nine three thing as well or even G series body cars it might still be a problem because you know that's really when the profile G cars was when the profile of the brand became, you know, turbo. And the, whereas, you know, your 912 Ashmole, that is, you know, long hood cars, they are old cars. You know, they're looked at as a classic 911, which, geez, you've got a car that old still on the road. There's just an inherent respect when, by most mm-hmm. motorists, when they see a car of that vintage on the road still, there's an appreciation of, you know, it must be a good one. Little do they know. Yeah, Ashmole's nine twelve though. Boy, <laughs> mine's awesome. But uh, the, but then you you've got the so the the later G body, the turbo whale, you mm-hmm. know, with the whale um fit on the back, and you know the white ones with the white wheels. Yeah, they were the ones that the yuppies bought. 
in the mm-hmm. 80s. You know, they, they oh, call yeah. them yuppies, yes. the, the stockbrokers, <laughs> investment bankers, the dentists. All of those. And, you know, yeah, and everybody hated them. And and I think that's probably carried its way through. Yeah, right? I now think people do look right. at it and yeah. go, they, they probably, you know, have a generic wave of the brush that says, you know, 9 11 wanker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in cursive. The, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, we backed that up with getting Bart back on for the second time, which was another good mm. conversation with the King of Cool. I think, if I recall, I think he had a few. He, he left, he left his, his uh, boy on the side of the road after school to finish up the podcast with us, if I recall off that episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Bart the... says, now I've got to go. I've got to pick up my boy from school. And then we spoke for about another half an hour. Yeah, true. That is it, yeah. I was thinking, oh, yeah. And, and then we had to prompt him in the end, but it was that was a great one because that's when he talked about the 912, didn't he, that he's bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I just think you know so the, I, I want to get him on again. He's he's still doing cool stuff, and he's still, um, yeah. and he's got a cool collection of cars. It's a it's a broad spectrum that he's got. You know, he's got the Land Rover. He's got um, a couple of Porsches. Uh, well, he's got three. I think he might have sold one, but he's he's getting one uh, nine eleven restored, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. The um. On my notes there, I can see I've got written two words: eighties music, and I think that was where. You just started launching into uh, obscure disco and uh, <laughs> stuff like that from the eighties yes. on vinyl or something. That's where like you that. found the albums, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, Oswald, you found albums. Yeah, I'm an eighties albums. Your brother's oh, records yeah, yeah. at your mum's place. them in the background. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's vinyl that my because my uh, sister, and my brother, are a bit older than me, so they were buying, you know, all this like the new romantics and new wave and new order and everything was new and uh and they bought all that stuff so i've got you know sting and and um there's there's some you know wham and when, whenever i see the wham thing and i, and I remember having this conversation with a, an ex-girlfriend of mine and saying to her about the exclamation mark and then you see deadpool <laughs> and ryan reynolds is going on about it and he goes wham Wow. <laughs> it just said I got oh my god and my wife's looking at me going you you've done that haven't you and I went no no oh <laughs> uh, classic yes yeah, so it, yeah, it was great to have Bart back on and that was followed by the Magnus episode and mm. the whether or not we were going to talk about skin on chips and Ajmal couldn't wait I couldn't I couldn't let that go I couldn't I couldn't let that opportunity Passed by, and boy, did he run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Found out he's got a cooking show coming up or something, didn't we? Yeah, with Haggerty or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a cooking show. But I, I did, I, I really, he's, he, he's so easy. You just get, you get him talking and that's it. There's, he's off, isn't he? Yep. And there's never a, a quiet moment. And, and I hear that about him constantly, that if you're just walking past his place, in LA or wherever he lives, and you just go and knock the door. He'll invite you in, get you a cup of tea, and sit you down. If he's got the time, he'll talk to you. And um, and I, but I hear that about Jay Leno as well. Yeah, for like Jay Leno. If you yeah, if you see him and then you meet him again years later, he'll greet you like a long lost brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and but with <laughs> with Magnus, it was just brilliant. The the whole story of him. And, and there were things that we heard that I've not heard in other podcasts and, and uh, shows that he's been on that he talked about. 
which I, I really appreciate, and especially about the you know how he he got set up over there. And obviously, I was talking to him as a, a fellow Brit, and what it must have been like as a seventeen-year-old or whatever when he went over. Um, it was brilliant. Really, really, really enjoyed that. And uh, there was a lot of hype. I'd love to have him back on. There was a lot of hype leading up to that podcast. On, you know, it started from, you know, jokingly we should get Magnus on to finally delivering an episode with him on it, which was, you know, for I think for Azrael, for you and I, as you know, in this podcast was a pretty big deal, the fact that we pulled it off. Would, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, massive, massive. I mean, for when you think about he's Porsche royalty, right? Mm-hmm. And he's largely, people will always attribute to him the fact that, you know, classic Porsches have just gone through the roof, the prices. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's made them cooler than they already were. Yes. And yes. for us, you know, when, I mean, when we first uh, invited Lara on, and I remember on Instagram, I just sent her a message saying, look, we do this little por- uh, podcast called Porsche Talk. Do you want to come on? And she just replied with one sentence saying, send me a link, as in to let me have a listen. So I said, and you know when you go, oh, God, if I send her one, that's awful. She's going to go, no <laughs> way. But, but, but no, she just she came on and she was great. And yep. Mark, I'm sorry that I went down that rabbit hole of comic books with her because her partner is a yes. colorist on comic books. and He's been a colorist on comic books that I've read. So, so that was brilliant. Yep. The no, that's, that was really that actually that was real. That was a good little segue or or a tangent that you went on. Uh, I thought that was very entertaining. I, I have I actually have a friend who was a uh, an artist for Marvel. Uh, I graduated high school with his sister, uh, and so no that was, yeah, that was really yeah, it was really unique and and I, no, I thought the tangents are cool. The, yeah, absolutely. How did how did the how did the um, Magnus. Um, interview come across as a listener to the podcast, mate. Was it was, more of the same yeah, that you've heard in the past, or you thought it was okay? Or I was surprised at how, and Oswald just said it, how free flowing. You kind of gave him a topic, and and he took off. I, I, I know, I don't know Magnus, but I, I certainly know of him, of course. Uh, but I've never followed him like as far as speaking and whatnot, or or listened to him before. So the stories that he so you know easily just kind of uh, talked about, I thought were fantastic. It was nice because it was more. Again, you just sort of wound him up as Oswald just said and let him go, and and that was that was really cool to that you did, you guys let him go, uh, and kind of take it wherever he wanted. Uh, I, I enjoyed that sort of free flowing, uh, free flowing part because I th- like you said it's a big deal to get him on, and then to just. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe um, cut him off or, or or try to keep him to some sort of how, I don't know whatever whatever you guys uh, set up to do. Uh, I think would have taken away from it, but having him just free flow was was pr- really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The it was a um, for me it was I was quite pleased about the fact we didn't. Didn't sort of like end up being peak podcast for us that we've continued on after it and still enjoyed doing it after achieving that goal. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like there was any low that followed the uh, the fact we got a uh, Magnus on. It was just a case of, you know, I'm still enjoying doing this with Ajmal. You know, semi weekly, and it's just yeah, meeting the you know the as good as it was having 
Magnus on. It's actually getting to people like you, Mark, on the show that I find as interesting, if not more interesting, because it, they're more personal stories that are less known. And I think that was reflected in the guest that followed Magnus. Imagine having to follow Magnus as a guest, um, which was Paul from Engineering. You know, where he was, he came in, he was trying to um, create this uh, new um, entity of, you know, developing and designing, you know, through his YouTube channel. And yeah, I, I found it fascinating. <coughs> Jeez, Ashmole, I hope Watch you haven't given me COVID. Um, it's, it's, it's gutsy. The, <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, that was a um, it was it was an interesting uh, guest to have that was very different in the Porsche sphere, so completely different to what Magnus is, you know. So that was uh, that was that was a an interesting episode for me to follow up the Magnus episode with, which we did have one in between. It was just Ajmal and I crapping on um, about. They're the best ones, Mark. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he was actually he was actually extremely interesting. It really kind of took us it took me back to the old um, like Honda, uh, you know, hot rodding stuff in yep. the in the eighties, nineties, and it seems like he's doing the exact same thing, uh, you know, now uh, with with Porsche, which is obviously a higher level car, but uh, but I, I found that fascinating, kind of the stuff that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then we had a couple of episodes of, uh, oh, that, this was, we, we dropped into that part of the year where you went to Umbria, Ashmal. Oh, yes. And <laughs> the, and, and we were discussing the IPO of Porsche and e-fuel as well. You know, that was when we sort of, uh, Porsche sort of dropped the e-fuel, um, news that they were going to invest all that money in those, uh, plants. Um, we actually have a episode that is just the two of us crapping on about in August there. It's one, like after, it's probably one of our higher listened to podcasts where we were just discussing your time in Umbria. Um, we were talking about the, up, uh, uh, Luft 8 was, um, coming up and, the GD3 RS launch, and then we're you know, posing the idea of possibly we should be going to Rensport Reunion. But that is an incredibly high downloaded episode, which lacked a lot of focus. But I guess that's really what our listeners are listening to. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think it's, and I know we, we hear from, we get some feedback saying that, Oh, you guys are so incoherent. You, you put off on a tangent, <laughs> and and then the tangent becomes the show. And I mean, I, I think the people who tune in regularly, I, th- I think that's what they tune in for. Um, but also, there's there's a theme about what we're doing, what we're doing with our cars, um, and but also there's a little bit about because we're, we're and I've said this before, but Mark, me and you, we're we're every man. We we just happen to have Porsches. But we're not, you know, we don't have massive amounts of money. We don't take our cars around on trailers. We use them when we can. Um, and, you know, they, they don't just sit in garages polished. And yes. um, so if, you know, if any average Joe in the street was to go and, I think that's an Americanism, to go and buy a, <laughs> buy a, a Porsche, they'd probably use it in the way that we do, which is drive to work in it, go out yep. on the weekend, yep. you know, get it serviced, 
and don't go crazy doing because a lot of people do that thing where they buy one and they try and get it perfect and and for me it's about the enjoyment of it just being able to enjoy it and a lot of the times i think if you know if i spend uh, an eye-watering amount of money to fix something is it going to give me that level of improved enjoyment and uh, i think people maybe identify with that i could i could be wrong but maybe yep. yeah it's a, it's a good point we backed that episode up with jeff mickelman who has a youtube channel called home built by jeff the guy that builds everything on his own car and um yeah here in australia over on the other side and yeah great talker lovely guy he was over here in perth not long after we actually did that podcast and i was fortunate enough to have a dinner with he and his wife and um whose mm. name is Mrs. Jeff, and the um, on his on his YouTube channel. I don't know, Mark. Have you seen? Have you ever followed his YouTube channel at all, or seen the work he does? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I remember the interview, and I remember you talking about going to dinner, but I, I have not followed him on YouTube. No. Yeah, you check it out. It's uh, the guy's amazing, and the car he's building at the moment is Al Ferrari. It's you know a one hundred and five Ferrari that's got a three hundred and sixty. Sorry, one hundred and five Alpha with a three hundred and sixty Ferrari motor in it. And the amount of work and energy that's gone into it, you know, from a rusted heap through to what it is today so far, and it's still a long way from finished, is just incredible. The fact that, you know, someone like a, a firefighter who gets four days off every week can go out in his shed and play and build these things is incredible, you know. But, yeah, for me, it was fun. good fun, good episode. And to do it at that level of detail. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I can't – I can't um... – can't believe he didn't go for my uh, revised name of for Alpha, for <laughs> Ralph for sure. Uh, he wasn't having that, and and I thought that was you know a great way to probably a marketing you know marketing uh, tool that he could have used and created lots of stuff t-shirts with for Alpha written on there Ralph as opposed Shaw. to for Mayo. That does that doesn't even make sense, Mark. Why would you even say that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then uh, after after a crap on week, we went and had a great conversation with Patrick Long, the the Papa Bear of Luft mm. Kugel. So that was what an what an easy talk he was. He was oh, a, I mean, he, the easiest interview anyone could ever have. Stop him. Yeah, you couldn't stop him, could you? I mean, once you set him off. And it, it was, I feel like he didn't give me enough information about what I wanted to know about, whether he'd, you know, weed pissed in his car seat when he was racing at Le Mans. Um, he kind of glossed over it straight away. And I gave him the, you know, example. I gave him a way in when I said about, you know, when um, Fernando Alonso went to race in Indy, <laughs> Uh, Indy 500, and Jensen Buttons, who'd retired, stood in for him at Monaco Formula One, and they'd got Fernando Alonso to talk to him over the radio. Well, Jensen Button was sat on the grid, and and he went, oh, you know, Jensen, thanks for stepping up, and you know, he could qualified really well, the car in the top ten, and uh, and he said, oh, thanks for stepping up, good luck in the race, and Jensen Button replied with, I'm peeing in your seats. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just that I gave him a great way, and he, and he never did. But but I, I did think that he did talk about the stuff, you know, when he was the Red Bull driver, young driver program, when he was in that, yep. and um, and what happens, you know, so many drivers make that and uh, join that 
and and fall fall out of that that system. And uh, and we talked about how he knew Scott Speed, who raced in in Formula One and stuff like that. So um, I I loved that. I think that was brilliant. And see, he was so easy to talk to. Yep, yep. He was he was a very easy um, person to have a conversation with. There's no question whatsoever. Just charismatic and classic. Like yep. you can see why he's successful as a race car driver and getting the sponsorship you need is just personable and, you know, bringing people around him to achieve the outcomes he, was, he wanted to achieve. And that's, I think it's reflected even in the Lufkugold events. Yeah. Have you actually I'm, been I'm still to, waiting for him to, to what? I'm still waiting for him to introduce us to Patrick Dempsey. And I, I did notice that, you know, um, Spike's car radio actually got a slot there. You know, they, they, they recorded, their podcast from his event, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, they did, yeah. But they didn't get Patrick yeah, Dempsey. They don't need a podcast, Mark. That is true. They're good. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> and, they, hey, and they haven't plugged us. Yeah, the, exactly. Um, have you been to any of the Luft events, Mark, over there in the US? No, I have not. It's definitely on the bucket list. I've really just been building a business over the last 10 years, so the – I'm just getting to the point now where uh, we have the ability to kind of go and see some of these things and yeah, okay. attend some things. Uh, Amelia Island's a big one that we want to do and that sort of thing. So um, it, definitely on the bucket list. I think uh, well, what, what, uh, well, it's inevitably going to be the week either side of Rensport next year. So we'll keep you posted. You can you can convoy over with us over to uh, over to Rensport and um, that was one of the best things you guys did on the pod all last year is it's the, the tour across the states buying <laughs> the car in new york this is a big follow we're all interested to see how that works out oh, it's 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 well, you're going to come with us yeah you're going to come with us <laughs> you're and, bring, uh, bring tools yeah bring, bring tools. tools and a jack because <laughs> <laughs> there's a really good chance a car we buy won't have a jack in it still okay <laughs> at the budget we're looking at the um yeah, look, that's gonna be interesting. He might end up in a similar colored pair of overalls to your t-shirt. <laughs> For listeners out there, Mark told you, I, orange I don't, t-shirt. I don't look I told I told you I don't I don't look good in orange overalls, jumpsuits, or chains. <laughs> <laughs> or a combination of any of the above. The Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep. Our guest following Patrick was we had Lara back to discuss doing Miller Milia, which, don't get me wrong, it was a great episode and I really enjoyed getting Lara's perspective on doing an event like that for the first time. But when we had the opportunity to talk to Bernard, her co-driver, he was amazing. He's like, for me, probably highlight episodes, his two episodes of the whole podcast, of all the podcasts so far. Yeah, the least interesting stuff about him was the Miller Milia. Yeah, <laughs> It's just he was just everything he just dropped into a conversation and we got and you did what yeah. and you saw what and you've got what and it was just you know it's just literally I, I I think my jaw must have just been on the desk the whole way through and I just thought the car stories the stories the of kind of guy you want to sit yeah. The guy can have yeah, his own you TV show. There. He's the kind of guy you want to go for a beer with. You want to go for a beer with him and you'll end up being twenty beers. You'll be there all night. Yeah. The um, yeah exactly. But hey, let's just backpedal to Lara's. Experience of the Miller Milia. It was a um, mm. Mm. 
it was it was good hearing her perspective and how she met Bernard and how the whole thing came together it was really amazing string of coincidences like you know the great experiences in life always are. Mm, absolutely, and I and and the thing that, about Lara is obviously she's um, a good-looking blonde woman in this kind of quite male-dominated. Um, you know, it's it's fandom, I guess. You know, we're we're all follower brand, and um, and I'm I'm always interested in her perspective. Someone like her, who's in that environment, and how how she's treated and how she's perceived. Because, like Mark, you know, I've I've got children, I've got daughters, and it's important to me about you know gender equality, how we how we as uh, the human race grow in the future, and it's really interesting to hear her perspective. And I guess she's been around it for so long. You know, I I used to work with uh, a lady who was um, an engineer, and she worked with a bunch of guys who were engineers, and all of the misogyny and sexism and all of those things just went over her head. She just didn't. She just didn't care, didn't see it coming, but didn't mean that it wasn't there and didn't mean that you you shouldn't talk about it. But it was just her way of dealing with it. Whereas Lara's a bit more, she's um, she's a bit more forthright, which I like. And um, it was great having her on and hearing her perspective on everything that happens in that and and how she's came to be where she is. Her story, you know, a bit like Magnus, a bit like, um, and, you know, talking about how she's ended up where she is. It, it, it's an amazing story and, and the things that she's done to get where she is, you know, the, the precision driving, the being a model, uh, winning the, um, you know, mall beauty queen competition, um, which I keep reminding her about every time we speak to her. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, she's the, the things that she's probably had to go through to get where she is and, and how easily she could have taken a wrong turn, you know, moving as a young woman to New York and things like that. I, I love the background to that story and how she's ended up where she is. And I, I, I'd like to think that she's a friend of the podcast and, and should come on again. And we'd well, love she, to have her on again. Well, she, whether she is officially or unofficially, she's definitely helped us meet and uh, be introduced to a lot of people that are other listeners have been entertained to hear. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was it was fascinating hearing about the challenges of uh, pulling together the millimilia drive, you know, and how mm. you know the, the amount of things that could have gone wrong so that it wouldn't have ended up happening, but didn't. You know, was yeah, just gr- good podcast, good fun, and like I said, follow, yep. following that with the um, the first interview with Bernard, who we could have podcasted for four hours with a guy, couldn't we, Hashmal? Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, we have to get him on twice, but it was, you know, when, when because he's not um, an influencer, he's not, you, we didn't know much about him, did we? No, we didn't, that's right. apart from what, um, what um, Lara had told us. And obviously, she told us what a great guy he was mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all the stuff about the type of car that he had and what it was and how he'd had it restored. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she'd driven it hard for over, a, you know, a thousand part of that thousand mile journey. But then to meet him, because you you don't you don't you're not you've got no preconceived idea of who he is and what his history is, and then he just starts dropping all this stuff into conversations, and you're there going, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> and <laughs> what what an amazing guy, amazing guy. Yeah, yeah. That guy was the most unassuming sounding 
guy for, I mean, talk about humble, like all the stuff that he's done, all the things that he's accomplished, not the least of which was his car collection was astounding. And he just sounds, you were talking about how people tune in to just having the average guy sounds like the average guy, you know, yeah. not the average guy though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was definitely not the average guy, but he was, and, and you're right, that, that unassuming nature that he has, it's just, it, it did feel like he was telling me stuff and I could just sit there all day just listening to stuff that he's telling me. And 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 obviously he's so articulate. It's so Swiss. He was brilliant. He was one of the best guests. Yep. Yep. Great. Yeah, great episode. And um in between his two um uh, episodes, we had Mickey Hernandez from Miami Miles in. Oh who was yes. so different to any guest we've ever had in the past. Like he's it was uh it came sort of I sort of threw it in left field because yeah, you know, I've, 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 I was a fan of his YouTube channel, and I knew, knew that what he was doing with his um, GD3. Compared to our other guests, he, he sort of was very different, but really engaging and so different in the podcast, talking face to face or for us face to face with him, compared to the personality that is on YouTube. That was that contrast was, but it was still good. I really enjoyed that episode, doing having the conversation with him with. And just having my eyes open to the demand motorsport aspect of, uh, you know, Porsche ownership. Like, imagine going out and buying a GD3 Touring, which is $1 zillion, and then thinking, yep, bugger it, I'm going to rip the motor out of it and make it bigger and better. Yeah. That's just, to me, right, mind-blowing stuff. But it looks like the outcome has been pretty impressive. Those videos. Those video, his videos, are, there's just so much happening in each video. Even the shorts that he does, there's yeah, yeah. just so it's much like, happening. It's a it's can like of my Red eyes Bull are going, well, on, on what screen. am I looking at? What am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go, what, what am I looking at? There's just so, and you know, when you watch, you know, it reminds me of watching a movie like Cloverfield, you know, with a shaky camera. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're looking at it and going, what, what, what am I looking at? What's happening here? And there's so much noise and there's talking and there's, you know, there's everything happening. There's no background music. And then you just go, it's, he's probably in his G3 or, his McLaren that he's now sold, and he's. Did he get the GT4 RS? Did he get that one of those? I haven't noticed if he's taken delivery yet. Oh, yeah, no, he has taken delivery of that car. Yes, yes, he has. Yeah. So, and it was, you know, it, it's, there's always this crazy stuff at a million miles an hour happening on his YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say to anybody, go and, go and have a have a watch because I, I'm shocked at how. It's a sugar high. A few. A sugar high. Yeah, that his whole his YouTube channel is a sugar high. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You you you're tired after you've watched a video of his. You just go. I, I just don't know what happened to me. But, um, but I'm, I'm shocked at. Yeah, I'm shocked at how he doesn't have way more subscribers and views. Have you have you watched any of his videos, mate? Yeah, and you know that guy. What's so impressive about that guy? There's an example of somebody that just has an, an incredible level of passion for what he does. And I I, you know, I work with kids all the time and I tell them, you know, whatever you're passionate about, that's what you'll be successful in. And, it, and it's he's a great example of somebody that's just built this up. Well, like you said, like to do something like to buy a GT, GT3 and then take the engine out of it. But that's like crazy. Like nobody's going to do that. Right. But this guy is so passionate about it. Not only does he do it, but then he's successful at doing it. And, it, and it's 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 wicked cool. Yeah. It's really, really. Cool. It is, isn't it? He's he's living the life we all want. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, and that's the way it comes across anyway. Messi moving to Miami. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. yeah get our cars yeah, flooded. Miami, yeah. yeah, got it. In fact, that might be his car. Maybe he's building Messi's car. Yeah, it could be. Oh, the, my God. It could be. Now we're getting into the last couple of episodes. Um, We had the – oh, we had Max from – Nineworks Radio on, another really easy talker. Like oh, yeah. he was, would definitely get him on again, Ashmael, because it was a great episode. And, you know, look, listening back through it when I was, I, I know I joke, I never edit, but often I do have to go in and chop something in or out of the podcasts, right? And for some reason, there was software that I record on the podcasts on the laptop the volumes don't come through loud enough when I do the upload into the platform. So I put it into something else to boost everything. But that aside, the as I was going through listening to that, it took us a little while to warm up, the three of us, in our conversation, I noticed. Yep. And then once we got going, it was just on, right, you know. So, yeah, really it was great insight talking to Max and that whole Group C thing with his incredibly cool posters, which, Max, if you're listening... When I win lotto, I promise I'll buy one of each. But my goodness, are they expensive? <laughs> <laughs> Especially getting them posted to Australia. But the um, it was uh, yeah, great, great, great conversation having him on. And he's he, the way he looks at the what is interesting to him about Porsche. How that really opened my eyes about what's different to each of us. What we like about the Porsche cars or lifestyle. You know, like how we all come at it from a different direction on what drivers or what attracted us to. The cars. I felt, I felt that was an underlying theme to that podcast. Mm. And it was just the way we talked about because he's because um, he daily drove his nine nine seven, which was a PDK, and then having having multiple. And, and I totally got what he was saying. Having multiple Porsches in the garage, and then not having to make excuses to go and drive them. And I now have that issue with my even with my 996 my 912 is away in storage but even my 996 and that really resonated because when um my 996 because i don't really go anywhere in the car so if i have to walk you know go to a shop or buy milk or whatever it is you know i used to do the milk run which was all the time um whereas now i, I just use the opportunity to walk and it might be a half hour walk but it means that you're outside it's your one opportunity to go out and that's what you do um, but you, I look for excuses to go and drive my uh, 996. And I was looking at, because it just recently been through its annual check or the MOT, and um, I was looking at the amount of miles. And since lockdown, it's gone something like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 miles a year, which is rough because before I was doing 10. Yeah, okay. When, you know, before lockdown, because it was my everyday car. I was driving to work in it every day. And obviously the way I work has changed as well because I work from home. I work in London, so I have to catch the train. Um, and um, so so a lot of the stuff that Max was saying was really kind of, you know, we were all on the same page kind of thing. But good. Mm, good one. The, I've, with regards to the uh, last week's episode where I did the drive in the 356 it's been incredibly well received mm. but everyone's whinged about the fact that you can't hear the car which i get i had terrible microphone set up i'll i'll re-record just the driving bit i'll run up through the gears but what i've got to do first i've got to go through and tune my carbs because i've changed all the linkages and everything in them so i've replaced them all 
and now I've got to have to go and reset everything to get everything working nicely so that the car drives nice because I thought I'd just do it and see how it went. Didn't go that well. I've got a bit of work to do there on the Webbers. But that aside, hopefully I'll get the opportunity to do that in the coming week or so in the evenings. Anyway, that's um, that's pretty much it. Oh, for, next thing is no one's listened to last week's podcast. The, the, uh, the download count is incredibly low. It's not like everyone's on holidays for Christmas, is it? Um, maybe just maybe. Yeah, okay. We'll uh, catch up because I'm way <laughs> behind on on any podcast that I listen to, so ah, it must be that. Yep. I think so. Instead, of I, I do only two. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we've got two <laughs> listeners last last episode instead of the three. Yeah. That's right. We're down to two from yeah, three. Get, get back on the phone and call your mum. We are. We need another listener. The yeah, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have a word with that. Uh, on other portion news. Oh, firstly, thank you, Ajmal, for the last uh, year of podcasting. It's been good fun, and it's been good to have you on, Mark, as a bit of reference. It's um, and I'm looking forward to the year to come of what we're uh, what we can come up with. Well, yeah, because I uh, I want to say yeah, thank you. It's been emotional, and uh, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to. Yes, because that's that's why my voice is really croaky because I'm emotional. Um, but the um, but this year, I mean, you just saying about that about your Webbers. Um, this year, I think the thing that I want to do this coming year, twenty twenty three, I want to do more wrenching on my nine twelve. Um, and and that's going to start with Mark. Something we've talked about already. Yeah, right. I want to get that one two three ignition. That ignition. Oh yes. Uh, the the distributor. Yes. I want to get that because that's going to make such a difference to how it runs because everything's worn in that distributor. So I want to get that. I've been I've been looking at ordering one, and yeah, have you dealt directly with the company in Germany? Um, I've contacted them. They haven't yeah. got back. Okay, to me obviously because. But um, I'll send you through, I'll send you through a, a contact, uh, an in-office contact. All right. Oh, <laughs> yes, do yes, do that because I've not mentioned anything about the podcast or anything like that. I've just said oh, this is what I'm trying to do. Yep. And there's very various different models, and they've got a new one now, which is. Bluetooth connector. Is yours Bluetooth connector? No, mine's an old plug-in. I've had mine for about four or five right, years now, Ishmael. Ah, so they've got they've got a, a Bluetooth one where you, you do it off an app. Yep. So you do the, the curves and things like sure. that, and you set the mm-hmm. everything through the You wait to see a difference so, it makes to your car. Yeah, and I think it, you're right. You're absolutely right, because the the way that mine's running and everything that's wrong with it is, you know, the 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 shaft in the middle of the distributor is worn. Yep. The distributor, the rotor doesn't stay on or it gets worn out or it becomes loose. So all of those things will make it so different. And, um, but also obviously I want to fix the steering. I want to put my roof rack on. Um, I want to do all of those things, but the garage. main thing I also want to make progress on is the garage. Yes, absolutely. Get the garage. Have you garage. found a donor for that? What's that, Mark? Have you found a donor for the garage? Found a listener that's, that's building that for you. That's paying for that. No, no, I can't believe one of the two listeners last week didn't step up. And you just think, come on, come on. See the content is going to provide. Uh, my, my wife is not happy. Yeah, I, well, well, my wife's not happy that I keep saying to her that I'm just going to get a digger and start digging the ground out. So the ground works that are the most expensive. They're like 45,000 pounds. Really? And... And and I just say to her, look, it'll cost like five thousand pounds to buy a digger. 
She goes, what kind of digger is that going to be? And I went, it only needs to dig like one garage. That's it. And then I could just bin it. And then she's worried that I'll get myself killed. I try and reassure her that the old diggers have roll cages, but she's not she's not convinced. Do you when you you're talking about like a bobcat type thing, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. like mini digger. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. Um I drove a GD4 RS this week. Oh, you kept that quiet. Mm. 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 <laughs> and very controversially. I wouldn't buy one. Really? Yes. The probably for the same reasons I didn't buy a nine nine one GT three, and those two reasons are one PDK, which the PDK in it is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but as a engaging motor car to drive, I like the left pedal. Okay, so. That's one of the reasons, but the other one is where the power and torque really hit hard on those four-litre GD3 motors mm. is a long way up the rev range. So if you are, unless you're actually at full song, there's, it's, it's a good car up to that point, and then it's a great car. But getting to that point, there's very few places the opportunity presents itself. And I would suggest... And I know this is going to uh, get me belted in the head on the uh, comments in various places. The 981 GD4 I have is a better road car than the GD4 RS is. And for a number of metrics, the interior with the intake right behind your head, unlivable. Not just loud. Just too loud? No, yeah, like it's got reson – it resonates – you know, we're droning and stuff in different parts of the rev range. And our <clears throat> around our streets, just normal suburban streets here, the speed limit is 60 kilometres an hour, which is about 38 miles per hour, right? When in fourth gear is 2,800 or 2,600 RPM on the GD4 RS. And it's also the drone happens frequency is just unbearable behind you so you either got to drive at 50 or 70 to avoid this both of which will shit you because they're uh you know you're either going to get whacked with speed cameras everywhere or you're going too slow to keep up with normal traffic so there's that problem the other than the infotainment screen interior wise there's not enough difference between a 718 GD4 RS interior and a 981 GD4, which is six years of Porsche development. So the interior is, like I said, you've got exactly the same lightweight buckets in it. It's got, you know, everything's touchy-feely in the same place. And because it's a GD car, they've both got, I think, it's probably the same part number on the steering wheel too, you know, with because there's no buttons on the steering wheel on those steering wheels. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I just I can't get my head on with it. But the yeah the the PDK again is incredibly um, responsive, but not as engaging to drive as the manual is, and the the fun doesn't starts too late in the rev range, which is part of the problem I had in my GA Yaris Archimel I brought up with you that it's a nothing car, nothing car, nothing car, nothing car, woohoo! But by the time you get to woohoo, it's oof, look at the speed I'm doing. 
you know so yep the like I'd, I'd love to have a crack on the track on it but i don't know if i'm the sort of guy that could have a car that costs as much money as what a gd4 rs is and then think i'm going to let loose on the track so yeah no where does, I, I think you're, where does I, car live you know in couldn't imagine what the track insurance for that would be yeah, i don't know can you not say things like track insurance no one actually gets it no. <laughs> well, well the, the thing is it's you know so many people have um i've seen so many videos of it online of people reviewing it and and i always think they've got it for like an hour because they've you know they they give it the beans on a country lane or something like that and they go it's great yeah and um and it's it's about accessible power which is why i love my 912 i used to love my mgb mm-hmm. you, know, you know roadster because yeah. You just gave it full beans, and it felt great, but it just wasn't going very fast. And it, there was so much noise, there was terror, there was everything, and it, the smell, and you thought you were going to die. But it was, you know, you were, you were, it was, it was great fun. Whereas uh, I feel like my nine nine six is probably about the maximum where I can properly enjoy it on the roads that we have, where I can, and and it, and I can only enjoy it to the maximum in second gear on some of the roads. What sort of where I take it into the red, that car red was line. put out when it was new? Do you know what the power output was in horsepower? It was, uh, on the on the nine nine six, it was yeah. 300, 300 brake horsepower. Got it. Okay, I just I wanted it as a reference. That's the same about the same as what the Yaris was. Yeah. So not yeah. sixteen, about five seconds. Yes. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I drove my friend's uh, Yaris GR, and and it was. Uh, I agree completely. I only, but I only had it for about an hour. Yep. And when you're driving it, it's just it, it just feels like any other docile car around town. It's smooth. It's comfortable. It's all of those things. And then you go onto the country lanes, roundabouts, and things like that. And you're you're high up in the rev range because it's a three cylinder engine, turbocharged. So you're high in the rev range, and it feels amazing. But you're doing stupid speeds. Yeah. And and not only that. It literally grips like it's on rails. Mm-hmm. It literally grips. The tires are fantastic. The suspension is fantastic. It is a rally car that you're driving. And then you know that at the point that it's going to let go, I don't have the skill mm. to get it back. I'm going to end up upside down in the ditch. And then because you have to go so fast to get that feeling of, oh, it's teetering on the edge of grip. No, you're, you're doing crazy speeds yep. to get yep. to that point. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, your average driver... Me being that, you don't have. I don't have the skills. And I think that's, the, that that's the that's the um, dilemma with the GD4 RS for me. The wing is even more obstructive of the rear vision than what mine is, which is almost waste of time having the back window in. The um, so I, yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I was I'm, I'm I'm excited they build it. I'm excited that it has happened, but I can't help but wonder whether they they've gone too far. Like I think the car would have appealed to more people if they used the GD3 motor, which that's one of the reasons I'm not that keen on it. But I sort of get it, right? But they just put it in the normal GD4 body rather than the whole song and dance of the RS package, and still offered it in a manual like they do with the GD3. The 991.2 and the 992 GD3, you know what I mean. So I wonder whether or not they that would have been an avenue that would have made the car more normal, so to speak. But anyway, that's my two cents on it. Any other? I any don't other, know. But he really wants that to be more normal too. It's not really the 
the normal car, right? But they make the GT3 Touring, which is a normal GT3, for want of a better term. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I wonder if there's. I wonder whether or not there should be a GD4 touring. Hmm. I don't know. That's I mean, they've got to. I, I guess they've got to keep it separate from. It, it can't match in terms of performance and experience the G, the actual GD3. Well, they they said so that. Then they brought that. out the GD4 RS, and the numbers are like within. You know. QE of the. GD3 anyway, isn't it? The so, GT3, yeah. But but I guess the, the numbers were quite far off the GT3 RS. Yeah, I mean, but it was that's yeah, but it's still the against. um well, it's almost the same. It's the same motor pretty much, right? Between the GT3 and GT3 RS. Yeah. You know, you're obviously under a whole different stratosphere of aero and everything that goes into GT3 RS and you know, it looks like a Hot Wheels car. Well more of a Hot Wheels car than GT3 oh, I don't know. RS. I, I don't know if you if you if you talk to Pruninger very different it's individual it's hot yeah, job to say that. it's individual it's individual throttle bodies it's the shapes you know suspension components to give you 80 blah blah blah, pounds, blah kilograms blah 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 blah, blah, blah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you should, have you. On. You should have andres on and you could you could talk about the the difference in the variance this, this is a great idea mark can you just give me a call and um pass on our details please because yeah, that'd be awesome. I get radio silence <laughs> when I've reached out to him. Because I have tried to too. get him onto the podcast in the past. Look, maybe when we've got four listeners, he'll be a half star. Yeah. And I, and I probably shouldn't have started my message with dude. dude. Uh, I don't know if he likes being called dude. Um, but normally that's a good icebreaker. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Dude. Dude, like dude, dude. Head of head of the GT division at Porsche doesn't uh, doesn't respond yeah. to dude. Maybe yeah, I, I reckon he would. I Maybe reckon. the brand would be better and for reckon, it if he did. I reckon he walks into the office and the first person he sees, he goes, "Dude, yeah, how you doing? The um, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> hey, guys. Sadly, it's come to that time of the episode where one of the three of us is going to have to go to work." It's been an absolute joy to have you on. Thanks, Mark, and get your perspective on uh, and your uh, commentary on how the episodes went throughout the year. Thank you for being a listener, and um, let's hope we get another one. Listener, that is. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. appreciate the time. Thanks very much, and I'm sure the bonfire part will be the crown of glory. Of <laughs> look, it's, it's, look, we've we've had a great year reviewing these podcasts, but that could very well be my highlight of this one. <laughs> <laughs> And if anyone wants to know which cognac I'm drinking, they can just, you know, DM me. Yeah, show us a, show us a bottle. Yeah. yeah, okay. Jeez, there's not much left in that bottle, is there, Mark? There is not much yeah, left. I, I, I've, uh, yeah, because I've not been well. It's medicinal. Yeah, okay. And hey, if, just that, Osmond, you'll be sure. <laughs> well, I, I think you should go. all both, you, you know, I think you should both note that I am drinking it in the correct glass. Is it a brandy glass? Is it a snifter? Is that what it's called? Yeah, well, well, yeah, because you know, uh, cognac is the champagne of brandies, <laughs> and uh, so, so, and you've got to drink it in the correct glass. Yeah, okay. It's I think just, you know, it's just basic mark. You're just trying to justify consumption. Uh, I there's no justifying consumption. It's consumption is consumption. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Anyway, get well soon, Ajmal. Hopefully you will be in better form 
or feeling better next episode. Thank you very much, Mark, for your time today. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mark. That's been amazing. Thank you, guys. <laughs>